0: Aloha, good morning from Waikiki Beach. It's a beautiful day here in paradise. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day where you are. I love the scripture verse that says, Behold, uh, His mercies are new every morning. You know, I think it was the weeping prophet Jeremiah that said, Just like the dawn is due every morning, so His mercies are new every morning. So, hi, Trace, good to see you, man. I miss you. We gotta get you set up in the cave, dude, so you can... Get in here and be keep encouraging us all. Hi, Jane Ambrose. Aloha, Jennifer Sterling. We wanna remind the women to go to deepadventure.com and become part of the Mama Bears uh, Mug Club, our own non uh, Facebook community. But so glad, so glad to have you guys here. You know, Jeremiah, my son's name is Jeremiah, one of my sons. He was called the weeping prophet because he was the one that had to tell uh, the Hebrew people that they were gonna be <laughs> defeated and taken into exile as a result of their lack of fidelity towards God. Um, but then he says, I believe it's in the book of Lamentations, God mercy, God's mercy is new every morning like the dawn. And I have a friend, uh, Jay Flunker, who is a member of the Long Ride Home uh, TV show. If you know who he is, uh, give us a thumbs up. I love Jay Flunker. Anytime, day or night, when he when he goes into a Seven Eleven or walking down the street or sees, sees you, he'll say, good morning, <clears throat> and you go, dude, it's five o'clock in the evening, he goes, good morning, his mercies are new every morning. And that's, so that's the beautiful feeling I have today as I hear the birds singing outside, waking us up. And here in Hawaii, we have a bird called the mina bird. It's a bird that can talk by the way, but it has this certain thing. I even, in my home in Molokai, uh, I had a, some, a couple trees right out in front of my, where my bedroom was. And it's as if, all that one second, one of the minor birds is the leader of the orca of the the choir, and they just burst out in song, like just so loud, like really beautiful, beautiful song. And there's some minor birds out here by our house that sing too. Every morning, they greet the morning, and every night, they they greet the sunset with just a burst, a loud burst of song. And that should be in our hearts today, to praise the Lord and know that His mercies are always new we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The prophetic texts that directly concern the sending of the Holy Spirit are oracles by which God speaks to the heart of his people in the language of the promise. The promises, uh, promise implies that we would have hope. Faith is someone who believe we believe in but a promise is a desire for, a longing for, a hope for. I was once interviewed by Marcus Aubrey, he has a podcast. He's one of my onits uh, sports supplement sponsor for many years, and I'd written my book on the on the seven virtues. You know, the four cardinal virtues of justice, self mastery, prudence, and fortitude. And he said, and I and I, I mentioned seven virtues, and he was a bit of a scholar, and he said, "Well, I thought there was only four, four virtues." And I said, "Yes, but then we add the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love." Well, to me. The, the virtue of fortitude is like a fullback that lowers his head and just keeps hitting the line and hitting the line, and the fortitude just keeps making that breakthrough to try to break that long run. While hope is like that wide receiver running and leaping uh, with his hands extended and looking up, hoping that the ball will be delivered there by his quarterback. So we live in hope. Why? Because there is a promise. Hi Martha, aloha, aloha to you and all your family. Martha's one of the members, uh, she's the actually the person who helps us um, is the host for our mama Bears uh, non-Facebook community. So if you go to deepadventure.com, you can join the mama Bears and join Martha there. Aloha Martha from uh, lives in Florida. So the Holy Spirit uh, uh, speaks to us in the language of the promise with the accents of love and fidelity. Uh, and so uh, God's God's promises, are promises of love, uh, and so, uh, so um, uh, we have hope. We have hope. Saint Peter will proclaim their fulfillment on the morning of Pentecost. According to these promises, at the end of time, the Lord's Spirit will renew the hearts of men, engraving a new law in them. Remember the prophecy that says, "I will." I think it's in Ezekiel thirty or something like that. I will take the hearts of stone from your body and give you a heart of flesh. I'll put a new uh, spirit within you. The working of the Holy Spirit, according to these promises, at the end of time, the Lord's Spirit will renew the hearts of men, engraving a new law in them. What law is that? The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The law of the Spirit of love. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor height nor death nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor any other created creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And you know, love there is therefore no condemnation, for the law, of the love of for the law of the spirit of love in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. And so It's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit writes on us the new law. And what is that? The law of love. He will gather and reconcile the scattered and divided peoples. He will transform the first creation. And God will dwell there with men in peace. Hi, Tona. Aloha. I have so many women joining us today. You know, if you're watching and you press the share button, more of your friends will join us here. And I've been reminding people, Martha Cahalan is here. Maybe you guys... All of you are watching, maybe you can just say aloha and where you're where you're watching from, but uh, you can go to deepadventure.com and join our non-Facebook community, the Mama Bears, that's hosted by Martha, who happens to be online here with us today. So the Holy Spirit calls together the people of the poor. What is what does it mean to be poor? To be poor in spirit means to be desiring, always desiring more of God. Those who humble and meek rely solely on their on their God's mysterious plans, who await the justice, not of men, but of the Messiah, are in the end the great achievement of the Holy Spirit's hidden mission during the time of the promises that prepare for Christ's coming. It is this quality of heart purified enlightened by the Holy Spirit, which is expressed in the Psalms. In these poor, the Spirit Is making ready, a people prepared for the Lord. And that's why so many of us love to uh, pray the Liturgy of the Hours. This is one of the four volumes of the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, uh, It's a way of praying uh, the Scriptures back to God. You pray through the whole Psalms in a three-month period of time when you pray the Liturgy of the Hours. And we also subscribe to to the Magnificat uh, that comes out every month. Uh, which is a, a shortened version of the liturgy that you can do with your your husband uh, or wife. Cindy and I do it every morning when we have breakfast or coffee together, the, the morning liturgy of the hour. a little bit easier version. You don't have to flip so many pages. And so this, this the, the expression of the heart, enlightened by the Holy Spirit in the Psalms, crying out to God for His mercy. The Spirit of Christ in the fullness of time isn't time an unusual sort of phenomena? When you read the Confessions of Saint Augustine, he tries to define what time is, and you realize you know what time is, but try to explain it. Try to explain it. How is it that from the moment I said, I say one, that moment is already in history? And even and as as I'm saying one, how do you parse it down to that moment when the word one is said? Because by that time I start pronouncing it the wa and the m mm of, of the word one are already separated by time and so he goes through this real deep conversation about <clears throat> the nature of time but the Bible says there's going to be a fullness of time uh, when Christ returns and when Christ came the first time and when he returns John <clears throat> there's two Johns you know, in, the, in the Gospels and they both burn with fire they both burn with love John the Precursor Prophet and the Baptist, John the Baptist. It's so interesting that God would send a man like John the Baptist to announce Christ's coming. He wasn't the guy you're going to find <clears throat> doing poetry readings down at Starbucks. He was pretty gnarly dude, you know, pretty gnarly guy. And I really feel like in this time, before the coming of Christ, that God will call John the Baptist forth. In other words, he's going to call men to act like men again, to be men. We need manly, uh, virtuous men. My new book, book I'm writing with for, for Sophia Institute is The Twelve Rules of Manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone? We need, we need men and women especially are calling out for the men to begin to be to, to act like men again, to accept their role, to accept their nature. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. John was filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Remember when he met when he saw Jesus he he leapt in his mother's womb. He was filled with the Holy Spirit by Christ himself so while he was there in his mother's womb. And Elizabeth saw Mary John the Baptist leaped because right at that moment Jesus imparted to him uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know the Holy Spirit had, uh moves on me, uh, and I and and in a way that's different than he moves on you. John the Baptist leaped, King David leaped when the Holy Spirit hit him. He was dancing and leaping and praising God. Uh, some people weep when the Holy Spirit touches them, but all of us, um, all of us, when the Holy Spirit touches touches us, know in the deepest part of our knower that God is love and God is real. So. Uh, John the Baptist, uh, whom the Virgin Mary had just conceived by the Holy Spirit, Mary's visitation to Elizabeth thus became a visit from God to his people. Aloha, Jennifer. Hey, Matt. Aloha. Glad you're watching. Tell us where you're watching from. John is the Elijah who must come. The fire of the Spirit dwells in him and makes him the forerunner of the coming of the Lord. And that's why I say... We need our John the Baptist to arise again. We need the men of fire and conviction to rise again. We need all men and women to rise again, but we especially need the men who have been, who have kind of vacated their kuleana, as we say in Hawaii, their responsibility, we need to step back into, uh, to, to, to work to serve the Lord and not just leave it to our, our wonderful women. The men need to step, step up, step, stand into, step into the breach Stand your ground and take back new ground for the Lord. That's why I've been saying for a while, run for the school board, run for city council. Uh, uh, tomorrow night, I'll be w- walking with the police in our neighborhood. Uh, we've been overrun in this area lately and uh, with what I would say are thugs. And so we're gonna be walking together every week to, to uh, start dealing with it. I'm not one who would run for election, but I can be involved in a community Thing like that, and try to change. Try to change the ground you walk on. Uh, become part of the church council. Teach the catechism. To, uh, you know to uh, uh, teach uh, teach uh, a Sunday school. John is Elijah who must come. The fire of the Spirit dwells in him and makes him the forerunner of the coming Lord. In John, the precursor of the Holy Spirit completes the work of making ready a people prepared for the Lord. So we'll we'll stop there. By the way, this is our second time through the Catholic Catechism, and we call it Catechism in a Year, because we're going to go through each part of the Catechism in one year. Part one is what we're going through now, and then next year we'll go through parts two and four, because they're short, and then year three we go through part three. So, um, if you don't have a catechism, go to deepadventure.com and we have one in our in our website store that we can send to you. Okay. Oops. Uh, and that's why we say, may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha means to give breath, so aloha. May you know okamakua keiki ame ke ohana hemalele. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Aloha.